Welcome to the Developer's Road, and this is Launch Week. Developer's Road is dedicated to helping developers discover and build the next version of their career. Join me as we hear the stories, the views, and the predictions from some of the top industry leaders and discover how to use their successes and failures as a roadmap for our own careers. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and to check us out at developersroad.com. Now it's time for a story from the Developer's Road. Well, hey, Phil, thanks for uh, joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing just fine. Staying uh, busy these days, it looks like. Very much so. Yeah, it's um, lockdown, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I wasn't driving as much and certainly wasn't traveling to, to conferences as much, but the work picked up significantly. So it's been, it's been crazy, but beats alternative. Well, that's good. So this is, I guess, well, this is the first pot. This was the first episode of the new podcast, um, the developers road. So it's a podcast I've been thinking about for a while uh, that over the years, I've kind of gotten more and more uh, passionate about helping others along the way, as far as career building and such, I get questions all the time, which I'm sure you probably do too, as far as it could be anything from how do you become speaker? How do you become an MVP? How do you get better jobs? How do I get in the industry? And it just felt like with everything going on, now was a good time to kind of kick this off and start, yeah. you know, having conversations about it and such. Good so, for you. Um, so we're going to give it a shot. So this is first episode part of launch week. So we will have seven episodes that will drop um, the first day, which should be October 26th, I think. And with that, um, I said, I got Phil Japissi here and, and I always butcher your last name. I apologize for that. So what we're going to do is ask a, basically this piece is just going to ask a single question and it's really in 2020, what is your opinion? The one thing that developers should be doing to help kind of build their career, no matter if whether they're looking at just trying to make the jump from junior dev to senior dev and up to if they're wanting to break out on their own, if they want to be a, you know, a consultant, an entrepreneur, kind of what's your biggest thing that you've got right now that's on your mind? So success breeds success, right? And, and nothing works better than, than having something to hang your hat on, right? And, and that's going to make whatever endeavor you're trying to do, whether it's get that promotion, go independent, whatever, um, you have to have something to, to point back to. And what I always come back to in this industry is technology isn't the focus of what I do, which is ironic because I'm a CTO for a, a large firm, but it's problem solving. And what I would tell any dev, whatever level you are, uh, to get better at what you do, you have to be able to get inside your customer's head. You have to be able to feel their pain because at the end of the day, our job is to make their lives easier, right? Whether that's more productive, more efficient, I guess those are the same things, you know, um, knock down roadblocks to, to keep them from doing whatever it is they do, whether it's sell widgets or, you know, whatever their job is. And, and the best way to do that is not to throw a bunch of tech at it, but to really understand where they're coming from. You know, what do you hate about your job? You know, where does it hurt? And then if you can solve that problem, and it doesn't matter what tech you use, but if you can make that better, then they're going to come back for more, right? And then they're going to talk about you. And, and oh my gosh, you know, we had, we had Tony in here and, and we just, we couldn't even fill these orders because our, 
our packing system was so inefficient. And, and he asked a bunch of key questions and figured out where our problem was. And, and honestly, it wasn't even a software solution. He really just told us that we need to move the boxes closer to the parts we're shipping. Right. And saved countless times. Right. That's what they that's what people remember. And when they remember you in that positive light, they're going to talk about you. They're going to recommend you. And, and you're, you're just going to be able to grow your trade that way. No, it's interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of the projects I jump in on that's, you know, it's ironic that a lot of times they bring me in and I feel I'm more successful if I can talk myself out of work, right. If I can, mm -hmm. you know, convince the client that, you know, you, that's not your problem. This is your problem over here. So let's do this. And this massive thing that you're going to work on you, we don't need to do that. You can just, you know, kind of set that aside and, it's hard. I, mean, I think that's one of the things that, you know, they don't teach you in school or they don't, you don't pick up in the books and things like that is how to successfully do that. And, uh, and it's, I see that a lot, especially, you know, well, I see that with junior and senior devs all around. I mean, it seems to be the biggest, a big hurdle that a lot of them kind of stumble over is just, you know, how to take a step back from the tech and actually see what the problem is and what right. you said, what the, what's the pain point for the customer, what are they trying to solve? So outside of when I've been doing, you know, when I talk to people about it and such, you know, I kind of, the only real way I know to do it is kind of lead by example is kind of sit down and, and talk to them about, you know, this is, well, this is how, whatever the problem is, I can, you know, this is how I would solve it and such and hope that there's little light bulb moments of how to take a step back from that. You got any, you know, magic there on how you go about doing that or how you teach people to get better at problem solving? Yeah. And it's, it's, Asking questions, but also being an active listener. I remember when I, I used to work for a, a component company and, and did a lot of evangelism for them. And I just huge suite of products, right? People would come up to the booth and, oh, what do you do? And I would just rattle off everything that we did. And it would take, you know, three, four or five minutes. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're bored and walk away. And then finally I learned, you know, people would walk up and say, what do you do? And I'm like, what do you not like about your job? Like, what do you hate about being a developer? And they're going to come back with some, oh, grids. Man, I can't stand doing grids or reporting, right? Or these things. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's look at some of the solutions we have for those problems. And it's, it's really just open-ended questions, but then following that up. And, and it's, it's hard, right? I mean, it's, it, as an engineer, when somebody starts asking a or describing something to me, the hardest thing for me is not to solve the problem before they finish the sentence. Right. And that's, it's, that's an active listening part. Right. So you say, you know, what do you not like about your job? And somebody says, Oh, I hate grids, blah, 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 but forms are the worst. Well, if all I heard was the grid comment, now I'm formulating, okay, here's these grids that we have and here's all the features I totally miss the important part of the sentence, which is, is the end. And, you know, the, the cliche is repeat the question back to them or repeat the answer back to them. I don't do that um, unless I don't really think I understand it. And then I'll say, you know, hold on, let me, let me, let me rephrase it for you to make sure that I understand it, not just the, you know, here's the five-step do-si-do that you need to do. But it's, it's just asking those questions, you know, finding out, I'm a retired paramedic and firefighter paramedic, and I'm still active on a national ski patrol. And you come up on somebody who, 
you know, their leg is obviously broken and they're holding their thumb because they ripped their thumbnail off. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm with the ski patrol. Can I help you? And they go, yeah, my thumbnail, right. It's, it's killing me. And you're looking and you're going, and you're kind of bleeding out of your leg. But if you don't address that thumb, you will not have a good outcome because they won't trust you and they won't let you treat them. So you got to find out that pain point, you know, it, it, and you're looking back and you're going, you've got this much bigger problem, but what's affecting them in their context is to you might seem small, but it's not to them or they wouldn't have brought it up. Right. So, so ask those questions about, you know, what, what are you struggling with? What's difficult? Where can we make it better? And they're going to say, a couple of things, but they're going to keep coming back to that one. And if you address that one and, and whether it's a technology solution or not, then you're going to gain their respect. Right. And you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, Tony really listened to me and, and he came in and he solved this problem. And then when, when I finally got my thumb bandaged up, I looked down and I saw my leg was bleeding and then, Oh, then Tony fixed that too. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, totally. The trick there also is if, as you're doing that, a lot of times as you said, they might even realize that that broken leg. So if you solve that issue, that pain point first, and then you can mention the bigger problem say, Hey, you know, I happen to notice that your legs broke. You want to do something about that. You know, that gives you that level of authority instantly, just because you, you know, the observation you made before, you know, whether they knew that their leg was broken or not, if, you know, if you address their pain point before you get over to, you know, what the, what you see as a bigger problem is, or just an, what another problem is that allows you to kind of gain their trust even more. So, right. um, excellent. All right. Well, with that, um, we're going to wrap this episode up. So Phil, where can people get hold of you? Uh, the easiest way is ski medic and that's no ski S K I paramedic M E D I C. So ski medic, uh, that's my Twitter handle. That's LinkedIn. That's Facebook. And that's my blog. I don't blog a whole lot, but you can always reach me there through the email contact me page. But yes, schemedic.com. Excellent. And we'll make sure we get all that in the show notes as well. Uh, Phil's going to be back um, over the next probably sometime in the next week with another episode. So come, make sure you check back and see us then. Thank you for joining us on the developer's road. If you like this episode, please make sure to give it a like and leave us a comment. Make sure to subscribe to the developer's road. So you don't miss an episode. And to go to developersroad.com to keep up to date with everything going on with this podcast and much, much more. Until next time, keep one arm out the window, the wind in your hair, and I'll see you somewhere down the developer's road.